Thanks for joining us for this podcast. We hope that it inspires you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about the life and ministry of City Lights Church and how you can connect with us at city-lights.church. What I'd love you to do is turn to page five. I just want, we're going to read this passage together so you can follow on page five, the first, the first part. So what we're talking about is coming out of the way of the world into the way of Jesus. So we're recognizing both the impacts of our journey, both the good things, perhaps we're getting some clues about what God wants to restore within us, but also we're saying, oh, well, how did we get off track? How did we get damaged? All right. Some of that's our choice. A lot of time it's not. It's what we things that have happened to us as well. But the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, So I tell you this and insist on in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Now we could say, we could swap out Gentiles between the way of the culture around you. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Hardening of hearts, what does that mean? They've rejected God. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way, way of life. You learnt, which is what we're doing. We're learning. If you've never heard this, you don't know this, you're learning. We're setting our direction. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitudes of your mind. And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now this morning we talked about where we start. We start from the top. So in fact, all of these three statements are true. I am holy. I am being, ho- being made holy. And I will be holy. All of those are true at the same time. So we're not earning our holiness, but we're actually associating with Jesus and walking that out in our life. But really interesting, the contrast. Do you see how this is kind of starting to really help us make sense of of, uh, what it means to live for Jesus? So page six, an invitation to reformation and renewal. So the earliest followers of the way of Jesus were called disciples. One of the best ways to understand this is actually using the word apprentice. So Regan's carpenter. Did you ever apprentice with someone, Regan? Okay, so the, the idea of the apprentice, it's different than going to university. 
right? Because what you're doing is you're actually working with them side by side and you're learning, but then you're doing and they're watching you. And then the goal is actually that you graduate and actually you become competent. So, of course, we never graduate from being disciples of Jesus, but I do believe that we, we become reformed in a healthy way. We have healthy words and attitudes and thoughts, thought patterns, and we actually begin to do what Jesus did. So those statements there, being with Jesus is how we become followers of the way of Jesus. Being with Jesus, that's what an apprentice does. The second is becoming like him. And then the third is doing what he did. Now, we could talk about doing what he did for a while, but we're talking more than just like, oh, at the end of this, I'm going to become a good person like Jesus, like a, a moral and ethical person. Yeah, well, that's not just what Jesus was. Jesus was someone who carried life with him. Jesus was someone who prayed with faith and things changed. I believe in our church, we believe that becoming doing what Jesus did is praying for the sick and they'll get healed, praying for a miracle for somebody. This is part of, of what it means to be like Jesus, but also to love like Jesus, to lay your life down for others, to serve, to live your whole life in service of others in connection to Jesus. This is what it means to do what he did. Okay, let me give you a couple of things. Spiritual formation is not. Are you ready for these? Yes. These are good. I like these. This was like one of the funnest parts for me right here. You're like, you are an unusual person, Andrew. Okay. Spiritual formation is not following Jesus to use Jesus. It's possible. Don't do it. Sometimes people follow Jesus to use Jesus to help them get what they want. Instead, it is submitting to Jesus to allow him to work in us. Did the rowdy table hear that? <laughs> Submitting to him to allow him to work in us. Submitting to him to allow Okay. To follow Jesus, to use Jesus, we would call that objectivizing. When we objectivize, we don't see people's inherent dignity and value. We see their transactional value how we can use them to fulfill our needs. We want to avoid that. Now, that is definitely the culture of our mindset, the mindset of our culture, sorry. We don't use people. We value people. We can sometimes bring that mindset and say, well, okay, how can Jesus be useful to me? It's the other way around. We actually submit to Jesus and allow him to work in us. The second is gaining information to be more effective and see better results in our life. This is also something in our culture. It's called an informational, functional culture. We want to get hacks, life hacks, right? 
we're like, okay, if I get more information about this, I can be more efficient and effective. That's not spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is letting go of control to allow Jesus to be formed in us. The third is we want to avoid quick fixes, problem solving, shortcuts, and simplistic answers. The journey of spiritual formation is not simplistic answers. There could be simple answers. That's different to simplistic answers. Instead, it's a process of patiently allowing Jesus to transform us in his timing. And you're like, is there an option B? Is there an option D? Okay. We would call that, that's a product of our instant gratification culture. We're like, oh, started the way of Jesus. Boom. Like, is this some kind of drive-through? Or can, can I like, yeah. Okay, so this is a big thing. And there's a space here for this next word, but I want you to put it in capitals because this is the biggest barrier to our spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is a reversal of control. Put that in capitals, circle it. Allowing Jesus to do and create in his way and his timing. Because sometimes what we think when we come in, we bring our mindset and the mindset of the world and we're like, okay, I'm going to do this and then as I do this, I'm going to be closer to Jesus. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm the one that's doing. No, you're definitely part of it, but it's actually no, I allow Jesus to do in Jesus's time, in Jesus's way. Yeah. I don't like that very much. Mm-hmm. And so what you're actually going to feel, and you might feel this in your mind and you may feel this in your body, is this idea of loss of control. What do we do when we lose control? All kinds of crazy things. Right? So very quickly, because we're coming to the end of our time here, um, Just in your notes, circle which one you think is a statement that challenges you the most of those ones. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask someone from this table who circled theirs, who, who would be okay to share. What did you circle and why did you circle it? You don't have to share, but who would be comfortable sharing that? Jasper, you're so looking at me. Yeah. Fixing problems on shortcuts. Yeah. I think at times it's easy to, like, to forget that God has a plan and just like, I want it now. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who had another one on this table or the other table? Different one? No? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like in the honest thinking I really want to be wife and mother and a, yes. a, a godly man and yes. all that stuff. Um and I'm like, oh, I'm not to do this yet. That's the Yes. Yeah. 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 Y
And I think it's just about, um, you know, I, I think that, that Jesus, the Bible says, give him the desires of your heart and let him do it in his way and in his timing. And that's harder. But that's actually what's going to make it last. Because sometimes we rush in and do things our own way and then like five years, ten years from now, we're picking up the pieces and we're going, Jesus, you didn't come through for me. And he's like, well, I was over here and you were over there. So, yeah, so that's thank you for sharing that. Here's what I would say is that in this journey, you should expect opposition. What? Who should you expect opposition from? The devil. The devil. Yourself. Demons. Others. Evil spiritual powers. Nothing to be afraid of. Genuine. Um, you're with Jesus. You're cool. All right. We should be afraid. Yeah. We've got the armor of God. Okay. What should we expect opposition from? Ourselves. To resist the forming process, to resist giving up control. Okay. And you should probably expect that opposition, not necessarily it's a given, but people around you will, will not like the changes in you. Some of the reasons is, one of the key reasons is you may not be able to be manipulated in the way that they've usually manipulated you. So that's why we have community support. Let us know. We'll pray with you. We'll talk with you. Yeah. All right. We're going to the last section. Today, I apologize. I'm going to go a little bit over. I do value your time. But um, we'll just get through this today. We started a little bit late. All right, so Romans 12, this is actually verse 1. It says 12, but it's worth, or did I fix that? I fixed it. I didn't fix it on mine. Okay, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, everyone say bodies, Bodies. as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say mind. Mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So in the passage above, the Apostle Paul reminds us that the spiritual journey of renewal takes place in our bodies and minds as well as our hearts or our spirits. Okay, what we want to avoid is thinking that it's all like spiritual and it has nothing to do with how I spend my time. Or the other thing we want to avoid is it's just about all the physical things I do. There's an integrity, there's a connection. Which leads us to spiritual practices. So John Ortberg, author, He says, practices such as reading scripture and praying are important, not because they prove how spiritual we are, but because God can use them to lead us to life. Okay, so one of the things that my wife and I are trying to do 
Uh, most Friday lunches is have lunch together. All right. So we have created a space for us to spend time together. The value of that space is not the fact that we've created it, but actually we come together in that space to, to talk and enjoy each other's company, right? So we're talking in your life about you doing things and creating space, not for the purpose of creating space, but so that God can fill that space. Yeah. Do you see? So it's important that we do these things. Why? Because so God can lead us to life. Yeah. So that we have opportunities to connect with God. And that's how we are transformed. So here's a quote which is adapted from an author uh, called Richard Foster, Celebration of Disciplines. Um, I've said disciples, it should be disciplines. It says, Jesus is the way to life and not just life after death, but life here and now. When he said, follow me, he meant it. In all he did and talked, Jesus conveyed that our spiritual life takes place in our physical reality as well as in the heart. If we believe what he said about the spiritual life, it only makes sense we should do what he did. The practices of Jesus have been recognized for centuries as the core activities of the spiritual life. In the same way a runner is equipped to compete in a marathon by the discipline of physical training, so training through spiritual disciplines frees us to live each day with the easy yoke and light burden Jesus spoke of. Disciplines, very important, you might want to underline this, do not earn us favor with God or measure spiritual success because that is earning. They are exercises which equip us to live fully and freely in the present reality of God and God works with us, giving us grace as we learn and grow. So, this is a little bit of a mini introduction to the idea of what you would, what people often call practices, spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines, of which some of them you're probably doing uh, them already, reading the Bible, prayer, meditation. So there are a number of them. And what we're going to start to do is um, a couple of different things. So one of the things that we talked about is just making sure that we've got a strong daily habit. A daily habit. Now, in this daily habit, what we want to do is I want to encourage you to commit to at least 20 minutes a day and 20 focused minutes. Now, you, for me, when it comes to these times, some of the th uh, things that I do in this time, uh, I find an uncomfortable chair, okay, because sometimes I fall asleep when I sit down, <laughs> or sometimes when I pray, I go for a walk. Uh, you don't have to do this first thing in the morning, but what I encourage you to do is to create a time and place for it. Create an appointment. If you need to put it in your calendar, um, you create an appointment with God and you keep it. So in this time, what I want you to start thinking about 
is you'll see the part that says life audit. Is that there? So this is going to be good. So most people have predictable patterns. Pretty much we are creatures of habit. We could probably tell most people where you'll be on a certain day, on a certain time. You're a barista, right? Do most people drink the same thing at the same time of day? You're regulars, right? All right, so very predictable. Now, in life, we've also got predictable patterns. We can be in healthy patterns, but sometimes we are, can be in predictable negative patterns. Has anyone been there? And sometimes we're like, we're like, how did we make this same mistake at the same time? How did we, in a relationship with this same kind of person who's really not good for us, or why are we... Uh, very unhealthy in the way that we're thinking and, and predictable patterns. So what I'd like you to, to do is to take a couple of minutes each day just to reflect on them. It's not an essay, but just to think, what are the predictable patterns in my life? Also start to think, what, what drains me? What sustains me? Start to reflect upon your life. You know, sometimes it's, it's good to zoom out, to take a zoom out view of your life. That's the other thing that I uh, would like you to do. So then what I want you to do as well is I want you to read the City Lights Daily Bible Plan. I'm asking everybody to do this. If you read something else in the Bible or in, if you're in the middle of another plan I, and you want to do that extra, go for it. I'm asking everybody who does this, to read the same Bible plan every day. Part of the reason that we're doing that is because it becomes a basis for discussion. Like, I was reading this, I noticed that. Some of this is gonna be the mini group, some of this is gonna be more organic discussion. Right? I'm also gonna be asking you, you've got your journals there, to um, use the City Lights model of prayer. The reason that I'm asking you to do that is because it's important for us to grow in learning structured prayer. That model, praise and thanksgiving, starting with praise and thanksgiving, repentance and receiving. Okay? God, I am sorry. God, I want to align. God, I want to turn. God, I'm off course. God, help me think like you. Help me love like you. That's repentance. God, I receive your love. That's a good thing. Then asking and then saying yes. Each day, God, what do you want me to say yes to? This is part of how we say, Jesus said, your kingdom come. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> uh, Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done. When you say yes to God, you're saying, yes, God, establish your kingdom in me. So I'm asking uh, you to do that and to get into the habit of that each day then i'm also asking you to meditate on philippians 2 1 to 11 every day what what do i mean by that and this is something you might break up so you might uh when i meditate on something i'm more likely to read it before i go and do something else so that i'm thinking about it so this is a passage about jesus and so what i find 
one of the most powerful things you can do is to think about a same passage every day and then write one thing. We're not, in terms of this, we want to get you to reform some, some new rhythms in your life. So that's going to be really good. Okay, any questions about that, come and see me. Um, and as I said, it's important that we all get on the same page, doing the same method and reading the same things. The mini groups um, are going to be smaller groups. These are check-ins, right? And these happen. Um, so we don't meet next week, all right? So in between uh, the next time we meet, which is a retreat, there's going to be a mini group. And a mini group is really how are you going? So your mini group leader Will, I want you in those things, a couple of things is, please be flexible with your time and think about if, if we all go in with rigid schedules, it's gonna be really hard to find a time to meet. We might need to meet later at night or early in the morning. Those are not intensive. It's just about checking in, encouraging different people. In those times, I encourage you to be honest. It's not a big debrief. It's a check-in. You may need some extra, someone to talk with you or pray with you, but it's coming together not just to check in with yourself, but also so that we can support each other. So some people might, Ash might be like, I'm flying, you know, things are going well. And Jasper will be like, look, I had, a, I had a tough week at uni or something happened. And so we can encourage and celebrate each other. So that's what's happening. What's God saying to you? And, and they may talk a little bit, but those are not going to be they're not going to be one hour, two hours, three hours. They're not a full download. Um, they're just a check-in. All right. Uh, last thing, and we're almost done. The last thing is, oh, two more things. Here is, I mentioned this at the beginning. This is a big commitment. And um, if you're unable to, for the time that you're doing the way of Jesus, unable to make church, unable to make one of these sessions, uh, please communicate with your mini group leader who you'll find out with. Um, and we are, we are actually going to, I'm asking the mini group leaders to actually encourage you and challenge you to fulfill your commitment. All right. So for example, to, tonight, uh, Laura's supposed to be here and she said, I've got COVID. Um, and I just said, I see. And so she was, she was devastated. And so we're actually recording this session for her. She's going to listen to it and be part of it. So no doubt things happen, but actually what we, why we want to challenge you is because part of what, what we want to challenge is also some of the opposition that's going to come against you. And so in a healthy way to hold you accountable to the decision that you made so that you can go the distance, all right? So that's, I think, one of the kindest things that we can do. So high levels of communication. Be honest with your mini group leader. I remember um, a story, I was reading a story, quite a famous um, preacher, and he wrote this book, and uh, what was it called? He wrote a book about when he got burnout. But he shares this story that he was with his wife, and they were, uh, he's Canadian, he was visiting in America and they were on their way 
to a really, really big church to, um, to visit their friends at that church. And they got in a fight on the way, like an argument, not a physical fight. And they're like, and they're like we just don't want to go. All right. So he said to his friend, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. My wife and I got into a fight. <laughs> and he just encouraged that level of honesty. And so I want to encourage you to be real and honest. And you might say, I don't feel like coming. And so then we are going to support you and say, hey, let's pray about this. We, we believe in you. We want you to... We want you to overcome. We want you to reform some of the patterns in your life. So that's part of our commitment to you. The retreat is coming up. Um, what I encourage you, if you haven't already, you need to have all of these dates in your diary. And what I would say is I wrote this question in the, the application form. Do you have strong plans? Um, and I think George is like, I have no, in her response, I have no idea what strong plans is. <laughs> I'm going to explain what strong plans is. So strong plans is you've got them in your diary. If something comes up, you say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I've already got a commitment. That's what it means to have, have strong plans. Okay. Um, and this, this is kind of a unique environment. This, this, the way of Jesus is a little bit more, it's more intentional and it's a little bit more intensive. All right. So, but please communicate, and I think it's going to be good. Now, retreat. It's coming up on the 24th of February. Is that right? I'm terrible with dates. Yes. It's a Saturday. It We're going to be traveling together. Um, we have hired the YWAM bus. Yes. We are going on a road trip. We're going to be leaving. Um, Cherie is our retreat coordinator. Give it up for Cherie. We have booked... Um, this beautiful little church that's refurbished um, on, at Coolangatta called New Life, Coolangatta. It's like two streets away from the beach. And so we'll be traveling together there. Um, the first session is going to be led by this wonderful couple. Uh, what are your names? No. <laughs> Matthew and Gwendolyn. And they have got between them probably like 35 or 40 years of experience of 40 years. So they are leaders at Youth with a Mission. And this is what they do. This is like discipleship, teaching the Bible. I'm just so thrilled to have you guys in our church and on our team. I mean, it is amazing. Um, so we appreciate you. I'm a massive fan, um, genuinely. Now, the good news as well is in the afternoon, we have our first guest speaker coming. And some of you may have actually um, experienced her teaching. Her name is uh, Larissa De Michelle, And so she has uh, written a book on, I think it's called Overcoming Anxiety or something like that. And uh, she also has a prophetic ministry. So um, as part of this course, you each get a copy of her book. Then she's going to be sharing in the first session a little bit um, about anxiety. And then that last part, uh, Naomi and Twink are going to be leading us in worship. We're going to have a worship encounter. 
and then she's going to be prophesying over people. So it's going to be incredibly powerful. Um, so that's really, really exciting. And then more surprises to come there. What we're going to do, we have gone over a little bit, probably about 10 minutes. We're going to take five minutes. We're going to pray. And as we pray, I want you to believe for an impartation from the Holy Spirit. Can we do this? Yeah. I'm going to lead you. Why don't you just put your, put your stuff down? Just hold out your hands. Close your eyes, just like you were receiving a gift. And so, Lord, we thank you that your presence is here already. God, I pray right now. You said that you would never withhold the gift of the Holy Spirit when we ask. So, Lord, we pray in greater measure. Lord, right now, I'm just going to come around. I'm just going to put my hand on, on your shoulder. I'm just going to release the presence of God, release the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to work spirit to spirit, person to person. And what he's going to give you, he's going to encourage you, meaning he's going to give you courage. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, just let him speak to you. He's going to speak a, a specific word of encouragement. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Release the Holy Spirit. Release the Holy Spirit. Release the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Freedom is coming. Freedom is coming. Thank you, Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare an open heaven. We bind any power of the devil. We bind the works of the devil. We declare Jesus. Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. We pull heaven down. We say, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I just see many of you just in your rooms, just experiencing the presence of God. Just not in a rush. I see many of you opening the Bible and just like literally devouring it. So Jesus, have your way. Have your way. Have your way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this message. 
We hope that it has inspired you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about City Lights Church at city-lights.church.